I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, one of the surprise issues of the campaign in the Commonwealth of Virginia was education. Now, I guarantee you, you could have asked any pollster in the nation in January what the driving forces of the November election would be and that would enable Glenn Youngkin to become the next governor of Virginia. Not a one of them would have said education. The fascinating thing was that turned out to be a significant piece of the puzzle last night. And it was the fact that parents were mad, and not just mad, they were mobilized. They chose to do something about it. And it seems to me that this issue is not going away anytime soon, uh, either in the Commonwealth or in the midterm elections that are coming up one year from now. Uh, And these are critical conversations. Uh, A little earlier today, I had a chance to sit uh, with uh, Christian Britsky uh, from uh, Reason Magazine, and uh, it was great to have him on the program to talk about education. He really zeroed in on that as part of the results came in last night. Very pleased to have joining us now on the program, Christian Bridgeke. He's an associate editor at Reason Magazine. That's some great thought coming out of there. And uh, Christian, as you look at the results from last night, particularly coming out of uh, Virginia, really interesting. Uh, we often don't talk about education as the big play in, in campaigns like this, uh, but clearly education turned out to be the big play. You're right. That's normally not the issue uh, these kind of gubernatorial races turn on. But in Virginia, it seems to be kind of the exception. Um, Glenn Youngkin, the Republican candidate who kind of unexpectedly won, uh, ran a campaign that was focused on getting Virginia to reopen its schools. It has some of the, the most closed schools or schools that are still doing a couple days of distance learning. And so he ran on a campaign of opening schools and also giving parents a little bit more choice in the kind of uh, curriculum and materials uh, their children are uh, you know, exposed to in, in schools. And obviously this was very much the, not the message of Democrat Terry McAuliffe and that proved to be less popular. Yeah. So let's go down that and unpack a little bit of that. Uh, I think one of the things that I think everybody missed, uh, we've seen some of the debates in terms of what's happening at school board meetings and and those kinds of things. Uh, But nobody was really talking about the fact that just that the schools were closed, that the, there's been this long run, uh, especially in Virginia and just what an impact that would have on the race. Right. Absolutely. So Virginia, I think has the seventh most, number of closed schools in the country currently, public schools, that is. Um, And this has obviously been a huge issue for parents who look at, uh, you know, uh, school districts in uh, neighboring states or look at private schools in the state 
that have been operating, you know, have been open, you know, five days a week during the pandemic. And, you know, you haven't seen, you know, any serious uh, public health problems from that. And so I think a lot of parents were understandably frustrated that public schools in the state weren't following suit. And when they complained uh, at school board meetings, uh, were often dismissed as, uh, you know, a threat to public health or racists or all these other things that were thrown at them. Um, and obviously, they didn't seem like their concerns were appreciated by Terry McAuliffe, the Democratic candidate, either. And so, obviously, they they uh, elected a Republican instead. Yeah, and it really seemed that the uh, the energy uh, was really. Uh... Uh, not so much even about the specific issues. I mean, sh- certainly there were some things about uh, critical race theory being taught and some of some of those debates that we've been covering. Uh, but it really came down, I think, to this idea uh, that Terry McAuliffe and the Democrats felt like they just knew better than parents what the children and the students actually needed. And that rubbed a lot of Virginia parents the, long, the wrong way. Right. I, um, McAuliffe had like a pretty fatal gaffe back in uh, September when he said that, um, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but, uh, you know, he's not going to let parents tell teachers what to teach in the classroom, um, which people saw as dismissive and high handed. And obviously, Terry McAuliffe thought that it sounded that way, too, because he had to spend the rest of the race running ads where he was apologizing for his remarks effectively, uh-huh. um, which is never something you really want to do in politics. Um, and so, yeah, telling parents to kind of take a hike when it comes to their own children's education, obviously not a winning message. Yeah. So so as you look forward, Christian, what do you see in terms of uh, school choice? Uh, do you see that as we look to the midterms now, as we turn the page and, and start uh, looking for a year from now? Amazing what can happen in the year from 2020 to 2021. Now we project forward to 2022. How do you think school choice is going to play, especially in these uh, congressional races, these Senate races uh, mm-hmm. going into the midterms? Yeah, you know, it's a really interesting question because, you know, you have a you have a couple different issues going on, right? One, as mentioned, is some of these curriculum issues about how race is taught in school, what kind of different, uh, you know, ideas children are exposed to in schools, which have been very controversial, um, but um, is maybe not the motivating animus behind some of, uh, you know, education being such a big issue for voters. Uh, the other is school closures, right? Um, which have frustrated a lot of parents. And so I guess the question is, come the you know 2022 midterms, are we still going to have a lot of schools closed? Will Republicans be able to run on that uh, effectively if most schools are open? Will the kind of legacy of people's disastrous experience with public education during the pandemic mean that they'll be receptive to kind of more sweeping school choice kind of pitches from Republicans. Um, we've seen a lot of legislation introduced to that effect uh, during the pandemic. Um, and I think it's still kind of an open question of how far it goes. Yeah. But certainly it seems like the momentum is on the school trip side. Yeah. And as you uh, as you look forward, is there anything uh, you took away from last night, anything else that uh, we ought to be looking at uh, moving forward that maybe we're not uh, quite uh, getting to or unpacking just yet? Well, so the, we talked about the we talked about the education issue, which is interesting. But I think there's actually just kind of like a a more um, I don't know, just more simple story about the election results that we saw uh, last night. You had the Republican candidate in New Jersey, which is even more of a blue state than Virginia, um, not win it turns out, but come very very close. It was a real nail biter. Um, I don't think it was called till this morning. And I think it just kind of speaks to the fact that voters in general are kind of dissatisfied with. Uh, you know, the Biden administration right now, kind of a you have, you know, these economic issues of inflation, supply chain shortages, whatever. There's a lot of dissatisfaction right now 
I think, with the status quo. And I think that explains a lot of the results that you saw. Yeah. Great insight, as always. Christian Bridgeke, an associate editor at Reason Magazine. Great reading there. Uh, Make sure you follow him. Christian, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate your perspective. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, so interesting how education played such a significant uh, role yesterday. And I think uh, some interesting things coming out. Uh, we're always trying to look past the headlines and past the, the top line numbers. Uh, there was a lot of exit polling that took place last night uh, in the state of Virginia and other places. And one of the interesting things as it relates to the Virginia race uh, was actually from our friend Scott Rasmussen. And of the Virginia voters yesterday, 83 percent, 83 percent of Virginia voters agreed that America was founded on the ideals of freedom, equality, and self-governance, that our nation has a tragic history of racial injustice, uh, but we've made and continue to make progress. Uh, so that's a, a really interesting thing, uh, again, in light of a lot of the battles that were happening in some of those school board meetings and uh, Terry McAuliffe's comments uh, around who should be deciding what gets taught to our young people. 83% of Virginians agreed America was founded on the ideals of freedom, equality, and self-governance. That's a good thing. We can unite around that. Uh, That's a nice thing for everyone to agree on. Uh, We're going to step aside for top of the hour news. And when we come back, we have another hour to dive into some of the critical things that played out last night. And more importantly, what comes next? Stay with us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Live breaking news now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.